For God so loved the world from God that he gave his only son through Christ that whoever believes in him right to you shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it but to save it. Being rooted in this truth, being rooted in Christ, this morning we look at this gift from God from a different perspective. Last week we heard about one of my favorite authors. This week we see artwork from one of my favorite artists. It was 1961 in Glasgow, Scotland. When a visitor walked into the Kelvin Grove Art Gallery and Museum. In his hand, he was carrying a brick. He found a painting of the crucifixion and he started to destroy it. His anger and violence, his destruction of this painting called Christ of St. John of the Cross was not done out of hatred for Christianity. But it was done out of love. This man objected to the way Salvador Dali portrayed the crucifixion of Jesus. Dali painted this piece from a different perspective. And that was the problem the visitor had. He didn't like the perspective that Dali took with his depiction. You see, here in the painting, one sees Jesus hanging on the cross over the world. What Dali had done, he had changed the traditional perspective people have on the crucifixion. Rather than standing below the cross and and looking up into the face of Jesus, Dali asked the viewer for a moment to be situated above the cross, looking down upon Jesus, who himself is looking down upon the world. And through this perspective, the artist is inviting you for a moment to have God's view of the world. Our Heavenly Father looks down upon the fallen world and sees it through the eyes of His Son, Jesus, dying on the cross for all people. From God, through Christ, to us. And for some, this vision is hard. Because when we we look at the world, what we often see is, is something we want to run away from rather than run into we, we see the society of God's creation tearing apart. Wars and rumors of war. Hate and anger. Senseless killing of people and babies still in the womb. 
selfishness, hate, and the list can go on and on and on of the things we want to run away from. So how easy it could be for us to enter church, to turn our eyes up toward the cross and leave the world behind. And all we could see is is Jesus. And, And seeing him, maybe we forget why we're here. To be built back up. To be sent back out into the world again. Honestly, if we, if we come and just sit here and look up, it's the easy way out. Simply gazing at Jesus, hanging there on the cross, dying for us, and that's it. That's part of it, but that's not all. We are, are rooted in Christ. We're, we're built up and we're strengthened in this place to be sent back to the world To live in love. To live in love in the place that God has chosen for us to be. Joining his son Jesus on his mission. So our challenge today, being rooted in Christ, is to look at the crucifixion of Jesus from a different perspective. One, where the Painter, Dali, does not let us escape the world by just looking up at Jesus. Instead, now, he invites us to see the world from the Father's perspective. Look at this painting throughout our time together. And what you're going to see is you're going to see the world through the Father's perspective. How does God the Father see the world? He sees it only through his son, Jesus. Only through him who hangs there, offering his life for the world. Dali invites us to this, to see the world through the cross and then live in God's mission of love to those around us. But this isn't just Dali's perspective. The same perspective is one that Paul has upon the world. This is the vision that Paul was inviting Christians in Rome and you and I as Christians today to see. That God has called us to be part of his people for his purpose. His purpose of reaching out to the ends of the earth with Christ's saving love. So this morning I'm going to invite you to not only look at this painting but into God's word in Romans chapter 10. We're going to begin there in verse 5 in a minute. But when you look at this, as we reflect on this, you're going to see that that we are people saved by grace. But we're also people now that are involved in God's mission. When Jesus was crucified, we nailed him to the cross. His own people tried him and found him guilty of blasphemy. They rejected their God. And we would have done the same had he come among us today. There is no doubt that God himself was rejected by his people and hung upon that cross to die. But that's not the only reason that Jesus hung upon that tree. He could have delivered himself He could have taken himself out of that position if he wanted to. 
You see, when, when Jesus hung upon the cross, those religious leaders around him mocked him. They called him out. They said, come down from the cross. Save yourself if you're truly God. But where did Jesus stay? On the cross. He stayed on the cross not because he was only human and couldn't get down, but because he was truly God. And he wouldn't get down. Jesus stayed on that cross because he didn't come into this world to save himself. He came to save you. When you get a closer look at this painting, which you're not going to be able to see here, what you're going to notice is Dali does not put nails in Jesus. I like this. Because it's not the nails, right? It's not the nails that held Jesus up on that cross. It was that pure love of God that led Jesus to the cross. And it was that same pure love of God that held him up there. Offering his sinless body, his sinless life for the sins of the whole world. Jesus hanging on the cross without nails is not a realistic picture of what happened at the crucifixion. But it is a true picture of what happened on that day. God, in Jesus Christ, willingly gave his life for you. He gave his life willingly for you and me and and for the world that we live in. And this is something that the Apostle Paul understands. Salvation comes to us purely by grace. It's only by the love of God poured out for us in Jesus that we are saved. We are part of God's greater people. We are saved by grace. And at the heart of God's restoration of all things lies the work of God in Jesus. You know this. He came down from heaven. He walked this earth. He was crucified, died, and buried. He entered into hell. And he rose again from the dead. Why? So that you may be forgiven. So that you may be forgiven of all your sins and be part of God's people who live by grace through faith. Paul continues this teaching here in our our scripture today. Romans chapter 10, verses 11 to 13. And as we look at this, see what he is doing here. See him revealing this all-encompassing mission of God. Romans 10, verses 11 to 13, it says this. The scripture says, Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you take the time to dissect these verses, you're going to see that Paul has an emphasis in these three verses. He places his emphasis on everyone. On all people. Jew and Greek. Today it still means the same thing. Jesus is Savior for Americans and Chinese and North Koreans and Russians and Ukrainians and Canadians. You get it, right? 
Jesus is the savior of all. And God's mission is to bring his salvation to all, all the way to the ends of the earth. So God brings people like you and me into his kingdom through the word of faith. That then we as his people proclaim by the same power of the Holy Spirit that has brought us to faith. Look at the next part of the text. Verse 14 and 15, it says this. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him in whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? How are they to preach unless they are sent? When God brings people into his kingdom, he brings them into his mission. Let me say that again. When God brings people into his kingdom, he brings them into his mission, his mission that is to extend to the ends of the earth. God gives you and every person in the faith a confession. A confession of faith, a word of faith that when spoken touches others with the power of God. This is your story, friends. Your faith story, your personal statement of faith that God uses in you, in your life, to impact others. It's not just some guy who gets up here and talks for 23 and a half minutes every Sunday. Paul writes that the power of the gospel of God is this power of salvation to all who believe. Paul wants the Roman Christians to know this. He wants you and I to know this. As God's people today, he wants us to understand that we have a purpose. We have a purpose in God's kingdom. And God uses you in his mission. He uses you in his mission to share with others that good news that so many of you know so well. Dali's painting offers us this this visual reminder of the work of God. There in in the heights of heaven is the cross, and, and Jesus, out of love, offering his life for the world. Right? And below him is the world, it extends outward across the lake, across the sea, into the distance. This love of God is a love that will reach to the ends of the earth. The question, however, is how this love is to be communicated to all those people. How will God make his saving love known? Dali answers that for us. Look at the bottom of that picture. What do you see? You see two ordinary people. Going about their task, fishing near the boat. They seem to be plain men, right? Fishermen, nothing that would set them apart from others as God's special instruments to the world. And yet this is what happens in the ministry of Jesus. He comes and he calls plain fishermen to follow him. These men are not sent into Rome to learn rhetoric from speakers. No, 
No, they're invited to follow Jesus, to live with him, to listen to him, to witness what he's done. And then as he's teaching them, after he's come back to life again, he's gathering them and sending them out. And then at Pentecost, this Holy Spirit comes upon them and they now become apostles sent out to do what? Teach and tell others and bring the good news of this salvation of Jesus. Where? To the ends of the earth. What a challenge that must have been for them. How scared they must have been. They were fishermen. What did they know about public speaking? How well did they know the ins and outs of the scriptures? They didn't, right? And that's how God works, though. God, God's work does not come through human, through human eloquence or wisdom. God, God's work comes through the foolishness of the gospel, a story so simple that even a child can tell it. The gospel in a nutshell. A gift given that only comes from God, through Christ, to you, and then out to others. This work of Jesus, sending his spirit to speak through his people, was not limited only to those apostles, right? The number of people who came to faith by the power of the Holy Spirit increased. And as believers increased, so did the number of people carrying the message outward. Ordinary people who had been taught and equipped were now joining the apostles and telling others about Jesus. They carried this simple and powerful message wherever they went whatever neighborhood they were in. And you know what happened? The church grew. And truth be told, many of them were probably not super skillful in speaking. They didn't use the most eloquent words or piece together a memorable message. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter because they were sharing their story, their testimony of faith. They were sharing what they knew, what they believed, and what they had experienced as God worked mightily through them. His work was being done. Then, his work is being done today. Friends, it's your turn. It's your turn. Being rooted in Christ, God has called you to faith by the Holy Spirit. That, that same Holy Spirit that grows your faith, that, that same Holy Spirit that lives inside you, He gives you the words to speak. He gives you the ability to share your story, your faith, your walk. By listening, chatting, and serving those around you. Paul says it this way in Romans 10, verse 8. He says, the word is near you. 
in your mouth, and in your heart. God has called you. He's chosen you to be his people who live by his promise and live for his purpose. Joining Jesus on his mission to extend his message of love, grace, and forgiveness to the C4, to the campus, to the community, to the country, and to the ends of the earth, the continents. Because God has given a love that encompasses all his people. I said it now for eight years. Being rooted in Christ doesn't mean we just sit here, look up, and receive and see Jesus. That's an important part of it, but that's not just it, right? No, being rooted in Christ means we allow God to change our perspective. While we receive these gifts from God, we allow him to change our perspective through an artist's depiction of the crucifixion. And through his words, written and proclaimed here that from God, through Christ, to you and to me, and then out to others, God's gospel message goes. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. For faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Oh my gosh, friends, how beautiful it is. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And now may the peace that pass all understanding keep our hearts and minds focused on the one Lord, our true God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.